This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Well, good evening. Good evening and welcome back to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. And Happy New Year to everyone. It's been a minute that we haven't talked together, but now we're starting. This is our first show and we're thanking you back this time. And we're going to talk about Guess what? We're going to talk about New Year resolutions. How long do they last? And you can tell me how you think, how long you think that they last. Well, as they say, a lot of times the best laid plans don't last long. But a lot of them do because they uh, use those plans like I want to lose weight or I want to quit smoking or I can do um, not very much. But most people, they don't last till. February. They don't even get that far for being it. So right now I'm going to introduce my co-host, Mr. Coleman, and we're going to see what he has to say about this. Mr. Coleman, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Jenny White. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Glad to be on this side of 2022. I know that's right. I know that's right. So what do you think about resolutions? And how long do you uh, do you make any? And if you do, how long do they last? Well, you know, I, I don't make resolutions anymore. I set goals for uh, what I'd like to accomplish within the year and I uh, set deadlines on those goals so I can track my accomplishments and I make a vision board so that I, I can look at it and hold myself accountable to the number of books I read or the uh, businesses that I start or the businesses that I sell. And, um, so that's how I approach the New Year's at this stage of my life. Now, that's pretty good because 
uh, one of the persons that I was with, they tell me that they set a concrete goal that you truly believe that you can achieve, which makes sense. Uh, It all begins by making realistic, attainable goals, which makes sense. So if you tell yourself you're going to lose 10 pounds instead of 50, then that sounds a lot better. And one more thing. Yeah. Another one. um, What else? It was another one that I can't see that. It was five that, you know, like, uh, okay, what I did, <laughs> I signed up for the um, gym. Oh, and very good. Okay. Yes, yes. Planet Fitness. Fitness, yes. Very good. And, did you uh, have to sign up with you? Yes, we both signed up. <laughs> well, good for y'all. Good for y'all. That that's something different. I uh, was looking at a news report, and a doctor was talking about, um, you know, how to rejuvenate your brain cells at any age, and doing so, we sometimes we have to do some different things. Uh, such as, you know, we can't continue to do the same routines, like he was saying. He bought a left-hand guitar to learn how to play the guitar left-handed, and he also has a right-hand guitar, you know, as opposed to uh, 90% of the time we only use 10% of our brain. So Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, doing something different. So, yeah, so the gym will be good. It'll be good for Yeah, you. so, you know, that's uh, that's something that we can, uh, well, we didn't say that, that was one of the things we were doing because I'm like you. I I don't uh, say anything that I'm going to do for the whole year. But that was one thing, uh, to do something you can achieve. And then another way is don't feel bad when you have an occasional slip-up because, you know, sometimes uh, you just can't do it for what reason. Maybe you don't feel good a day, a specific day or something, and you wanted to do something, but it's okay. And another one was when you do it, reward yourself. And they are always saying that if you keep your resolutions, the gratification is you feel free to reward yourself for achieving your goals. And I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's good, you know, like this week. Uh, I haven't really been motivated to get up in 11-degree weather at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. I've uh, oh. been uh, more, inc- more inclined to sleep in <laughs> for an hour or two. And so, and even with that, I decided to treat myself to two slices of Jets pizza. How about that? I felt good about myself <laughs> after that. <laughs> Even though I didn't make it to the gym, I still treated myself. <laughs> so, you know. So you rewarded yourself, in, huh? 
<laughs> I reward him. I say, I don't believe. Don't cheat yourself. Cheat yourself. <laughs> so, so I think I'll get up tomorrow and go to the gym by 8 o'clock. So get that out the way. Okay. So I don't know if I can do uh, 8 o'clock. I know uh, I have been summoned to be a juror, and they want me to be there at seven thirty. <laughs> well, I mean, you retired. You're working on a different, a different type of schedule. Yes, yes, yes. Seven thirty. Now you know. I, I don't know. It's been a well, minute. Seven thirty, but... like the afternoon to me. I mean, you're waking up at five in the morning. Oh, listen you know, to you. Seven <laughs> thirty. You know, I I been read a book, took a shower, you know, worked out, and you know, at seven thirty. So seven thirty. Well, well, I mean, by seven thirty, I you know, I I get up and read about you know, read two chapters, and so that's one of the things that I said I was going to do. I was going to read more books. Uh, so I'm reading The uh, Conspiracy um, to Destroy Black Boys by uh, Kawana Kanjufu. Uh, it's an mm-hmm. old book, volume two. You okay. know, and it's short, you know, but the uh, but the topics in the book, you know, have, have generated so diff- you know, so many thoughts in my mind and you know I'm on the board of directors of a charter school and uh, of another organization that works with uh, homeless pregnant teen girls Uh, so you know just that book through the first two chapters has stimulated some ideas for me uh, with you know my organization so so you know also a good start I suppose yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a yeah that's a good thing. So yeah. 7.30 is middle of the day, huh? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm doing that long time ago. I had to be at work at 7.30 uh, 12 years back. And oh, I, I, don't, I don't do that anymore. But and I mean, then I, I know had to you, be up you, with Skyler two years. Yeah, I know you watched the granddaughter. You know, you were. I up had to be there at seven. So I mean, when I have to, yeah, when I have to, yeah. I can do it. But you know, hey, it is what it is. And uh, you did reward yourself. And if you find yourself slipping up. Take the time to examine what triggered your lapse. It could be a person, place, or a bad habit. The key is not only avoiding avoiding those triggers, but replacing them with people, places, and habits that will help you stick to your goal. So that's changing your surroundings. I guess if you're going to walk outside, maybe if you go and a different uh, direction. Maybe that might help. I don't know. But then it says use the buddy system. Social support can be different between sticking to your resolution for a couple of weeks versus a couple of years. The research informed explanation is that virtually anybody can get through a couple of weeks with a neutral or even toxic 
environment, but that begins to weigh heavily. Having a friend or family member to motivate you and hold you accountable can help you avoid becoming a statistic in 2020. So I don't know, using a buddy, well, I guess if your buddy is with you, is doing it with you, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think that's always helpful and encouraging, you know, if you can share those experiences somebody, I think, you know, unless you're a loner, you know, and you prefer to do things by yourself. But I think on occasion, especially, you know, during this pandemic where, you know, we're not doing oh, a whole yeah. lot of socializing, certain people, right. you know, and, you know, not going a whole lot of places that we may normally go and, so I right. think being able to have a companion to participate uh, in some activities, I think, would be would be great. You know, because one of the things that I do during the wintertime is uh, go to the driving range. You know, they have heated teas, so, you know, I can be oh, out there wow. in cold weather and, you know, practice my golf shots, you know. So, and for the most part, I do it by myself, you know, I uh, – and I'm fine with that, you know, having a a friend or somebody to participate would be, you know, would be good, but, you know, it's not mandatory. I mean, I, I'm good by myself, you know, got my, got my music playing and, you know, smoke a cigar and hit the balls and <laughs> work on some things and, you know, it's therapeutic for me. Oh, Okay. Well, I hope yeah. I find this uh, gym thing pretty good, you know, because I don't have to do a lot. If I did 15 minutes, you know, I think that would be good for beginning anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you could you could do 15 minutes. You know, Planet Fitness has massage chairs and aquatic therapy bed where you can lay on the bed and, you know, water jets massage your body. I mean, if you didn't do nothing but go there and, and, and get get an hour worth of that and go home, yeah. and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so you, you can sit there in the massage chair and look at TV and, you know, lay on the, you know, aquatic bed and play on your phone if you want. You know, or just lay there and go, go to sleep or relax but I mean, or read that, a book or whatever you really do. Is that really exercising if you're lying on the bed? Well, I mean, it's it's massage therapy. I mean, you know, not oh, necessarily okay. exercising, but okay. if you got some aches and pains somewhere, you know, you working out some kinks. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with a massage. Yeah, I guess yeah, you get a massage right. every day. Yeah, well, I'm like sure I'll do more than 15, but, you know, just to start. Yeah, it might take you 15 a... minutes to get there. <laughs> I mean, you can, walk, you can walk on the treadmill and just, you know, you can read, read a book while you're walking on the treadmill or sitting on, you know, sitting on the recumbent bike. And you can read a book while you're doing that. I mean, you know, the time goes by. You're just moving your legs, you know. So yeah, that's true. take a book with you. Yeah, take a book. And yeah, I have when on I started. I haven't finished too. Yeah. yeah but that's something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, walk on 
Or, you know, you and your husband be next to each other and, you know, just talk to each other. And talk. And then they got TVs in front of you. Yeah. They got so. all these TVs. I'm saying, whoa, yeah, that's a little TVs. bit much. Well, I mean, yeah. you ain't got to look at them. I mean, it's yeah, I mean, I can your... look at them. I just don't want to hear them. No, but you I can't so them. You have to plug in. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be nice. For both well, I mean, of us. I love it. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah, I love working I, out. I'm gonna figure out which is the better time when no one. It's not a lot of people there, and they stay yeah. around eight and nine. You know, people start coming in, so I won't well, be I mean, there. I'm sure, that. I'm sure they. I'm sure they come in and leave. I mean, you still have to take certain. You know, there's a population of people that are working. You right, know, so, right, right. You know, even though they're working from home, you know, they may not necessarily be in the gym. Now, I'm there early, so, you know, sometimes when I'm walking in, it's 6 o'clock, people walking out. I'm like, Whoa. In the morning? In the morning. I mean, some people go, they, you know, they walk on the treadmill, do their, do their hour or however long they walk on there, and then they, and they leave. So, I mean, well, I'm maybe like, I you know, wow. Think more about that 7.30, huh? <laughs> Get up early, and that way I can go to bed earlier and get up earlier. Well, you can go to bed whenever you want. All you got to do is go and lay in it. <laughs> now, whether you fall yeah. asleep or not is, is a different story, but, you know, you can go to bed anytime you want. So... <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if you work out, I'm sure, you know, there will you're going to be a little tired. And if you're getting up earlier than you normally will, then I'm sure you'll get sleepier. That's sooner. what I'm saying, yeah. So if I get yeah. up early and go, well, it's got to be, you know, first it's got to be light outside because I don't want to go in the dark anyway. Well, it ain't going to be light till after 7 o'clock. So, you know, you might look like you look at any time after 8 o'clock. Yeah, that'll be fine. But then you don't have to be there early. I mean, you could go during lunchtime. You know, you could go 11 o'clock, 12, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. I'm sure that sounds That yeah. sounds more like my numbers. <laughs> yeah, sure, there ain't a whole bunch of people in the gym at that point. I mean, you know, it it ain't overcrowded at any point at this at this stage of the game. I don't think you got to worry about it being overcrowded. Right. You know, there are times when you know you might have uh, more people than than others, but even that, you know. You still can be socially distant, you know, and if you're wearing your mask, yes, you know, yes, yes. like, you know, sometimes. And you then you the have to clean on. off your whatever you did. You got to clean it off, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good thing, for you. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. The gym is good. It keep you keep you moving, you know, and that's important. And, yeah, you know, stretch, stretch your Too muscles. Too bad they out, don't have so a pool. Stiff. They they do have a pool, did you say? Well, that's LA Fitness. That's another gym. Oh, or you okay. just go to the recreation. I don't know if the, the the local recreation department is open or not. When the pool is open, 
So yeah. you can find some water somewhere. Oh yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, back to these resolutions. Yeah. The, yeah, I think it's. But why is it that you think that people don't uh, keep them up? I mean, they don't get to February. <laughs> what is well, it I mean, about you have them? To be, you have to be disciplined. I mean, you know, if you're not disciplined, then of course you're not going to be consistent. So it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's the first day of the year or you know. The, the middle of the year, you know, if you have bad habits, then that's just going to be what it is. But if you are determined to make a difference in your life, in your health, in your weight, in your finances, you know, in your love life or whatever, you know, you want to be good at or excel at, then it's going to take some effort. You know, I was listening to John Maxwell, you know, um, motivational uh, speaker the other day, and he was just saying that you have to move towards your goals. You know, you have to keep moving. And as you move, doors are open and things will come to you. It's when you stop that things stop happening. You know, so you have to, you know, um uh, Make the effort. You have to move. You know, it was kind of funny last night, yesterday, I was thinking, you know, uh, about somebody who was like, you know what, they don't even call and check on me. And this was, you know, this was my thought. You know, and 30 minutes later, you know, they called me. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, so from my mouth to God's ears type of thing. So, you know, you just Well, I know it wasn't to. your mother. <laughs> No, no, wasn't my mama. Well, I talked to my mama pretty regular. Yes, you do. But yes, you do. Yeah, but uh, you know, we have to figure out what we want our life to look like and what we want in our life, and be willing to, you know, take the steps to get it. If we want to be, you know, in better, better health and better shape, then we need to do whatever we need to do to move in that direction. Yeah. So, so if we want to be more educated on something, then, you know, we need to read up on it. You know, I'm thinking about taking up French, French oh, or wow. Spanish. Yeah, this year. And, you know, getting back into uh, enrolling back in a piano class. So, I was just going to so ask I'm you in. about that, too. Well, we have yeah, someone like, that would like to uh, – I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, I'm fine. Take a caller. Okay. Okay, caller. How are you doing? And how, and how are you? Happy New Year. Yes. Jenny Happy Watson. New Year. <laughs> Happy New Happy Year. And our favorite co-host. <laughs> yes, yes. Miss you, yeah. Y'all sound like oh, strangers yeah. here. <laughs> How you, doing? you know what I was thinking in terms of um, when we talk about um, making um, New Year's resolution, 
I was thinking in terms of the things that what we're going to face. We we see it coming, okay? And I don't want to be a, a party pooper or whatever, but I do believe now we have to take some serious steps uh, as to uh, our lives and how we're going to run it because a lot of things is coming down the pipe that's going to be a big change and how we're going to endure those changes. Um, for I'll just give you two example. I had a good time talking to my cousin yesterday. You know, she wished me, I called her, wished her Happy New Year. And this is one thing I noticed about her. When she wanted to make a change in her life, she would do it and she would stick with it. In other words, our, 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 our New Year's resolution cannot be made on emotion. It has to be on something more stable so that, you're, you, know, so that you're, you can move your life ahead, to keep going up and down, up and down, repeat it, up and down, up and down. It's not, you, you, I don't think we can afford to live that way anymore. When you make a resolution for change, you need change in your life. Like, I, for instance, she was, I now forget, she went to, she got on Weight Watchers, but she wanted to lose that weight. Now, me, I go up and down. Up, she was going up and down, but she made in her mind, in order for me to be here, I got to do something about this weight. And she got on Weight Watchers, and she has kept that weight off, oh, I say about at least 10, 15, 20 years. Oh, wow. Because she made up, it wasn't an emotional thing anymore. And she says, because I want to be here a little longer and a little healthier and enjoy my life. And I think it's coming down yeah. for us. It's, it's COVID keeps hitting so many people, and, and it seems like the people who have something already wrong with them, it makes it worse, you know. Right. That we have to not only be emotional, don't be emotional and make a decision now, but be to the point where, hey, this is it. I'm going to make the change, and I'm not going to stop. You know, I was talking to one of the principals at the kids' older school. She said she gave up pop, and she gave up sweets. And when I saw her, she was looking good. She said, I had to make up my mind. No, I'm not going that way. You know, that's interesting. That's interesting you should say that because one of the uh, my church members did the same thing. She's a little short lady, and she was always heavy. And then mm -hmm. one day I saw her, and I said, what? I thought she was ill. And she told me no. She was doing the same thing that other lady you were talking about did. And I didn't know that if you do that, that you have to continually do it forever. I mean, you got to still go with the, to the meetings and things. She's not at the meetings, but she followed that diet to the point where it's it's a part of her now. She knows what's eating, but not to eat. Yeah, yeah. What you... change? Yeah, well, that's what she made it in her mind. You know, when she wanted well, to uh, be a nurse, and I had a real good time talking to her. Um, when she made up her mind she wanted to go into nursing, it was years ago, when MDTA, she got into that program. And uh, she started as a, a nurse's aide and all, you know, worked her way through, and she was a registered nurse. And she was able to make it. But she said, I had to make up my mind. I was going to make changes in my life for the better. And don't take it on an emotional thing. No, this is the fact. If I'm going to be here, i got to get this weight off. If I want to live better, I got to get some education besides high school where I can do something. And instead of going up and down and up and down, she stuck with the school and stuck with it until she got her 
degree that she really wanted. Instead of just getting in and getting out and running here and doing that, no. She wanted to but make that's a change. How, that's how you yeah. do it. And another thing is that you don't do it because someone else tells you what you need to do. Well, you know, That's true. I you have to make you up your mind. Because if, if they're telling you to do that, you're not going to do it. No, you like have to. You it's said. something that has to do with your uh, mind. This one of the... This one of the, uh, I was thinking of, of certainly uh, uh, the realization of a lot of things politically, well, for the country, the democracy, a, a lot of things. You know, that 2020 election, from what I can see, made a big difference in the way we're going to have elections from now on because uh, we've been trying to get things done at the federal level, you know, the John uh, Lewis, the, the, the voter, and all this other stuff that we want to get. But now... They're trying to give the states the rights to control the voting system. That's what they're mm-hmm. doing now. They they don't yeah. care about what the federal government says. Right. They don't care about that. We have to make up in our minds how we're going to maneuver our lives in the face of all this. Well, you know, I it was... comes to the point where you know, and that was it's going to affect you financially. It's going to affect you in a lot of areas. How are we going to handle some, this? Some people. And um, that's what I was thinking. Not only as far as weight, anything. You know, you have to take your life more seriously in your days. You know, the COVID has really, you know, especially for the African American community, it has really hit us hard. Yeah, it has. We have to ahead. learn how to deal with it. So, Macy, on what that's you were true. saying. No, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, some people are sleeping through this whole movement, you know, um, uh, voter <laughs> rights suppression and, you know, especially, you know, the younger generation. I don't know, you know, what the the older generation's um, opinion is about it. I'm sure, you know, more um, older people, over 50, you know, um, are more inclined to look at the news a little more often. Not everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. I know I look at more. I look at more news. I look at the news daily, you know. Um, since uh, Trump's been a, when Trump got in office, you know. Uh, before that, you know, I'd catch uh, I'd catch some snippets here or there, and you know, stop looking at the local news. So I could tell you what's going on nationally, but I couldn't tell you nothing that was going on in the neighborhood, you know. Um, <laughs> But but I think that, you know, there's a lot going on around us, and it's pretty much, you know, who's going to take up the mantle uh, as far as advocacy for our rights. You know, when some of these old, older uh, civil rights activists start passing away, I mean, you know, that's really true. like. That is so true. Yeah. I mean, and really, not only know, passing away, they're uh, retiring. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you ever retire from the struggle. You know, I don't know. You don't yeah, retire. They are. From they're tired, yeah. You re- yeah, they're You retire they're from the job. You know, you can retire from the Senate, you know, but, but if, you know, this is a passion, and I think you may not be as active or out front as you once were when you were younger or had the energy. Um, but, um, yeah, but you know, a lot, a lot like, of okay. – uh, Ken Zinger 
he's a Republican and he's dropping out. But you know what? His family turned on him. His family turned Mm -hmm. on him. Now, I understand about government and all of that, but if you're on, how do you do that? How do you disregard your family member? That's blood. You don't just throw them away. People people do it every day, and it ain't got nothing to do with politics. (laughs) People do it every day, I mean. (laughs) I just don't think that, you know, I mean, if you wanted to be a Republican or independent or something, you know, and we might disagree. Okay. But, hey, you're my family. You know, well, I'm let's, not going to act just, like all. Fa- let's not act like all family is close. I I mean, let's say face that. it's the first murder right. was a brother I mean, killed the brother. <laughs> right. That's you know, the truth. I mean, That's know. the truth. Cain mm-hmm. kill Abel. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah, he he got mad. Yeah. I don't mean I like you. Yeah, but I don't mean I like you. Yeah. you know. But you hot. Yeah. Okay. All right. I still but, see that we have to come to a point individually that we take our lives more serious than we have been, even in in making um um you know decisions that we want to. And changes we need to make in our lives, you're going to have to take it more seriously, not emotionally, but more seriously, and hold it on. Your finances, you, instead of um, um, just, you know, being haphazard, you have to take it more seriously as to how you're going to govern your money, how you're going to govern the resources that you have. You have to make it, and don't just make it off emotion. No, this is the fact, because it's changing. It's changing to the point where I believe we're going to be seriously impacted even more so because we are now, you know, seriously well, impacted. You know, Health-wise, I you have to take it seriously. Reading. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was reading some, some information. Um, have you heard of Red Summer? Red I have yeah. heard of Red, Red Summer. And, well, that was the time during 1919 when there were several race riots across the country that occurred after black men returned from World War I. Yeah. Um, After they returned from World War I and, you know, they were overseas fighting for their freedom, they came Uh with a new attitude. You know, and mm-hmm. and and realized how uh, segregated and uh, unfree they were, you know, here in in America. So they came back with a different attitude. So, um, so a number of white people and some of the immigrant Irish, you know, uh, because once they left. Um, you know, once the men left to go to World War One, there was a labor shortage. And so a lot of the company, industrial companies in the North recruited a lot of the blacks in the South. And during that period of time, about 500,000 black people went up North 
in Midwest yeah. to to work. So, you know, that's working at Ford and some of the motor companies yeah. and you know, and so uh that's how a lot of the blacks initially migrated up north. And so when the white people came back, you know, a lot of times they didn't have you know, they didn't have the same job, you know, because they were filled by these these black people. And so, you know, you'll hear a lot of white supremacists talking about you know, black people and, and, and Mexicans and people of color taking their jobs, you know. So it started mm-hmm. making sense as I, you know, was studying and reading. Um, a lot of the verbiage from back then is some of the stuff that they're still spouting now. Um, but it was just uh, the number of people that were lynched, the number of black people that were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and this was pretty much every month there was something going oh, yeah. on from from January 22nd in Bedford County, Tennessee, you know, all the way to, uh, well, let me see, the end of the year to December 27th, you know, and then they had the, the largest, Riot was in Elaine, Arkansas, and that was October 1st through October 2nd, and that was uh, when the black sharecroppers were, you know, working on the the white people's land, and so they would sharecrop, and at the end of the harvest season, they would go to the white people, and the white people would buy the harvest. But then at that point, you know, the white people would be adding up all these these seeds. Well, you know, you know you're old for this. And you owe for that, yeah. and you owe for this, and so actually you owe me money, you know. Hmm. And so uh, you're trapped. So you're trapped. People, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, black people were working, so they looking, you know, to get paid, and now you telling me I owe you, and so um, there was uh, a big skirmish, and um, and not only that, you know, where the uh, white. Uh, farm owners started, you know, saying that, hey, you know, these black folks are planning to kill white people, you know, because they have formed this union. And so, you know, you got thousands and thousands of white people to come, you know, and start killing black people and, um, and, you know, and so they say that, you know, up to 300 black people got killed and I think maybe five white people, you know, 15 white people, you know, some outrageously low number. Um, But it's just the fact that, you know, all these things that have been done to keep black people in their place, to steal black people's land, you know, to take advantage of us. uh, And then, you know, and then the president at that particular time, you know, Woodrow Wilson uh, was in office and uh, pretty much wasn't, you know, making any moves. But then when, you know, the local government would call in the National Guard or, you know, um, the troops to restore order, in a lot of instances the troops would side with the white supremacists, you know, and and, and assisting with, you know, killing black people. And so uh, it's been going on a long time. You know, we've got white supremacists out in in our local services now, and especially in, you know, in the police you know, departments. We've got a that number of white supremacists. And so, you know, when we really go back and peel back the, you know, 
peel back the onion or the oranges and, and really look at what's going on today, you know, it's nothing new. You know, what's going on today has been going on for years. That's and true. So it's it's just really, you know. But it's coming to the point. More, that's true what you're saying, yeah. But you, what I'm saying is we, in our black community, we have to take stock and we make New Year's resolutions and things. Just take it. You have to prepare your life so that you can live your life, even in the midst of all of this, you know. And it, it, it sounds crazy, but you, we have to. We have to. As far as our kids getting educated, we have to make certain changes because they're not receiving the education that will take the next generation where they can face things. It's, they're not getting the education yeah, me, needed. And let me speak on that right quick, Sister Lucy, and I'm glad you brought okay. that up because – I was reading on something, you know, and it was talking about the educators. And you know how the educators, you know, what they deal with and how their wages are, you know. They're not highly paid. You know, being a teacher is not uh, necessarily a high-paid position. And so I was reading something that was saying in this book, you know, The Conspiracy to Destroy Black Boys, how, you know, a lot of, female teachers, you know, or young white teachers, you know, will be brought in to teach um, in urban areas. And sometimes this is their first exposure to black people, you know, and black kids. And, you know, it's hard to – and sometimes, you know, especially in in black boys were the most suspended, you know, and exposed out of all the the kids, you know, white and Mm -hmm. black, you know, and females. And so it was just like, okay, how can you teach somebody that you don't understand or how can you teach someone that you're afraid of, you know? And if you have these biases, uh, you know, how can you teach with that? And so it was just talking. So what it did was it showed me that teaching, you know, being as low wage as it is, is by design because you don't want to, you know, and especially with not with out having a lot of men involved because for the most part, men are the providers, you know, they got to take care of their families. And if you're in a low wage, you know, occupation, it's going to be challenging mm-hmm. to do that. And so, you know, teaching wasn't necessarily one of the ones that was chosen. So, you know, in a lot of instances, black children, you know, didn't see a lot of black male role models, you know, or black male teachers, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that was probably one of the reasons. And then the fact that, you know, the it's not a high-paid occupation, so you get a lot of females that would be teaching, and, and some would be young and not, you know. Uh, so, yeah. in other words, you're not getting the best education that you could possibly get because we don't want you to, you know. And by the fourth grade, we're going to be able to tell you how many prisons we need to build and not many prisons yeah, yeah. we need to have available, oh, yeah. you know. So, you know, so that just, when you were talking about teaching, you know, that kind of brought to mind, you know. Yeah, that's what I know because because nothing, that. I remember reading that, yeah. Yeah, nothing happens by accident. And everything that that's we're true. living has been by design, you know. We may not look at it that way, but everything has been, by design, just like they're plotting it, you know, they plotted this insurrection and now they're working to overturn these elections and put certain people in, you know, these secretary of state positions and these positions, you know, they're certified the election. So 
that they can win elections that they actually lost. You know, yeah, this is a, they're, this they're is doing a bigger it. Yeah, plan. they're doing it now. Yeah. yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, this is a bigger plan. You know, and, and the reason never mind what the state at the state level. Yeah. Yeah, yes, and if 1%. that happens, there is no more uh, democracy. Democracy, right. absolutely. There's no more democracy. That, it'll be gone down the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. The president, Carter, President Carter, made a statement. He was saying the Americans, mm-hmm. you better look out. He said because we're in a very. He's still saying in essence we're in a very bad position. I'm about to lose our democracy. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to take things seriously. Take things seriously, oh, yeah. okay? And then seem like okay. they're trying to the, the, um, just pass over what happened on January 6th of last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're trying to whitewash make it, you know, like it's a none of that. And trying course, to yeah. encourage people to even this time, with all these midterm elections and things and all this that's going on, to try to find a way, no matter who votes, you still it still doesn't count anymore. They're talking about having a, a constitutional Congress. They're trying to get that together to make some actual changes within the Constitution. What they call making America great again. Well, when has America been great? When they were marginalizing people, tearing up the post office so you can't mail your your ballot in, and all of this. All of this is what we have to face, and um, you have to just be aware of what's happening. And control your finances better. Control your, you know, your, your, take control of your health more so. More so. I know uh, my yeah. daughter was telling me when she works at night a lot of times. She said they called cold boot about seven or eight times a night. Mm. Call, you know, call cold blue, you know, when oh. there's a crisis. Yeah. Yeah, somebody went to cardiac arrest. Yeah. All this. We have to yeah. take take our health for granted. That's what my cousin was saying. She said, I wanted to be here a little longer. So she took her diet for granted, for serious, and made that change. In other words, I'm not going to go up and down and up and down and up and down. We know all of this. I'm going to make this point, and I'm going to keep it. Well, and I well, don't see that. A lot of times we're our biggest enemies. You know, we're, you That's know, true. We are because we do it on an emotional basis. Yeah, somebody hurts our feelings, so we turn on ourselves. You know, somebody does this. Yeah. Well, and you know, we have like to come out of it. If we plan on we being here, we have to learn. We have to learn how to do that. Yeah, we have well, to be I willing to dislike. Uh, uh, co-host was saying, you have to discipline yourself. Nobody likes to discipline themselves. You know, that's our way of making ourselves feel good. Me sitting up in the bed, eating ice cream. Watching TV, you know, no. Woo, sounds like fun, but it comes with a price. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the price right now. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come with a price. Oh, that's yeah. funny. If we have any other callers that are listening that would like to participate in this conversation before we. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening, yeah. Call it, but we call have to make up our. This you know. is it. If you yeah, plan on being here, you got to make some changes. Go ahead. And you too can participate. Yeah, I was just just letting them know that you know anybody that's listening that wants to mm-hmm. uh, be a part of the conversation, you know, they can push the one and participate. But 
you know, I think that in a lot of instances, when you have more days behind you than you do ahead of you, you know, you oh, kind of yeah. look at life a little differently. Oh, uh, yeah. And so. But and it's still, so, you know, uh, yeah. now it's still, you know, that's okay. Because if you still have goals, you will do them. You will oh, yeah. do them. All right. And keep it moving. Because sometimes well, you just important. have to do it. That sometimes you just have to do it. You know, and you don't think about it. You don't you just think do it about because it. Because you have to do it. That's yeah. right. You do it because you have to do it. And you don't uh-huh. know it until somebody brought it up to you and said, you know, you did this and you did that. And mm-hmm. you don't you don't know, but you knew what you had to do and you did it. So, you know, we just have to get that in our heads. We can't just if somebody tells us, well, you black and you can't ride in front of the bus or whatever, you know, you have to figure it out. Because when I went down south, and I knew they had coloring, um, uh, you know, when you drink the water, they had a faucet oh, yeah. for mm-hmm. whites and they had one for black. I never went to the black one. They had two counters for you to purchase something, and I never went to the white one. I would always go to, I mean, I never went to the black one. And the man looked at me and said, you from up north, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that tickled me. And I mm. laughed at him. I said, doggone Skippy. When I was on the bu- uh, bus, I sat right in the front. You know, I was like, hey, well, they, you know, you don't, don't tell well, me what I can't do. And I was in well, the, the black south. people, Well, the Negroes in the south already knew the rules. And yeah, so, they did. you know, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't want to smoke, you know. They didn't want to have to deal with these white folks, you know, coming and hanging and lynching them in the middle of the night, you know. So they, they you know, tried to be as peaceful as possible. I know uh, one uh, young man, you know, he was probably dead now, but he was saying that there was a massacre. And so, he, you know, he asked his mother, you know, how come the black folks didn't, didn't fight back? And he said, you know, she, the fear in her face, she slapped him to silence because she didn't want to talk about it. It was something that you just didn't talk about. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of the history of what happened that those people lived in, they were so traumatized that they knew they had you what know, they had to do talk in order to survive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we got to survive. We don't talk about this. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you got Emmett Till coming down from Chicago. And however, you know, the white lady lied, you know, and, and, and she confessed and to that. And still alive. She yeah. No, she did. But, no, you know, she's she not alive. She, and she came out, too. She came out. She was alive. Yeah, but the like, thing was, he, you know, when you are from up north, it's the same type of you don't see it, yeah. uh, segregation. Yeah, it wasn't the same, you know, as it was. It wasn't as pronounced as it was in the South. So, you well, know, you, know, you operated uh, a little differently. I don't know if uh, my family knows, but years ago when I was down South with my family, we had gone to the park, you know, and uh, I and, well, me and my cousin, 
were playing this game where you had the nail sticking up and the little thing goes click, 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 and it stops on a number and you get that prize. Well, the lady behind the desk, you know, was telling us, we this is the number, and we kept telling her, no, it's this number, and we did that for about three or four uh, minutes. And then finally I said, okay, whatever. And she gave me one of those little fans that you turn up or whatever. And I told her, I said, you could have kept that. And she hauled off and smacked me. And what I did was something that people don't do down there. I grabbed her by her collar and pulled her across those little nails that were sticking up. And the next thing I saw was her husband with a gun in his hand pointing right at me. So, now, he could have stopped you and said, you know, all of this, you know. And, you and know, it wouldn't had, had, he done, had he done that, you're absolutely right. Nothing would have happened. Nothing. But you know mm-hmm. what? God was standing in front of me. Uh-huh. And they didn't touch. He didn't shoot mm-hmm. or anything. She hollering up there crying about her stomach. She had no right to slap me. And but I they think they have a right. Yeah, but, well, well, I bet she didn't. Well, they I mean, call them Karens today. Today they call them Karens, you know. So <laughs> Karen had, had no right to do that. But, you know, they continue to call police on, on yeah, black people because crazy. they're at the park barbecuing or doing whatever they're doing, living life. Uh, so, you know, uh, well, I nothing's know changed that, uh, but the date on the calendar. But, you know... What's uh, bad about it, you have to deal with the uh, justice system. The justice system is so out of whack. Well, the look justice, The way the, justice, the laws are handed down, yeah. Yeah, but look at the people mm-hmm. who are behind the that. The justice system. That's look true. at the Supreme Court. Look how crazy they are It is. Everything is bought and paid for, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You're absolutely right, so... So we have to make decisions, you know. Uh, 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 mindful and meaningful decisions for ourselves as well as our children, grandchildren, mm-hmm. for the next generation. We're trying to help them, boy. And it's yeah. really something, you know, but uh, if they will listen because, we, you know, uh, someone has said that the gross national product within the black community was about 2050 would be zero. Oh, wow. I believe that. And then yeah. a lot of people are saying that China is taking over. Uh, what do you mean when you say China's taking over? Well, we know they're they are, they are already already all over in Africa, a Chinese African, and and the Bahamas and down here. What are they doing? They're they're, they're surrounding. Yeah. They are some uh, economically, yeah. you know, they're taking over, and it's because of, of, of decisions that were made. You know, like you said, uh, uh, co-host was talking about how they came up from the south to get jobs. Well, you could do that. You come into the factory and work and make a decent living. And then all of a sudden, what happened in the 70s? Because we got cocky, wouldn't do the things right. You know, the, the, uh, now all the making the, the, the cars in the U.S., nobody wanted to buy them and all of that. Japan became, you know, the, the, okay, we lost a lot of cars. We made all those workers hit the, hit, the, hit the deck. They didn't have it, you know, that in the early 70s. I think it was when it happened. And a lot of men had lost their jobs, and they just closed those down, closed it down, because we were mm-hmm. making nothing. We were making jobs. 
Yeah, but, but you know Japan, what? In the, and Mitsubishi, in the 20, they made a Toyota. In that the 2022, was, you know, they're selling used cars like 26000 Used. Used. Uh-huh. People well, more, 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 more they, they don't want to buy those cars with the, with the uh, what's, what's it called, the chip. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, they got a chip shortage right now, so you know a lot they of keep cars. Getting chip. Don't nobody want to drive them cars. No, fix my old car up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's cheaper. I mean, right See, now, me. and, and you're right. That, <laughs> I'm waving my hand. <laughs> mhm. Fix it up. Fix it up. Keep it going. I, I'm still mm-hmm. good. I'm still good. Fix my yeah. car up. Let me keep it. Oh yeah. All this. It is. It's something to think about, thought, but it's I a lot. You had that two, I thought you had that 2022 Mercedes over there, uh, Jenny White. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought Jenny White was riding that, that $120,000 dollars that. that class. <laughs> I forgot I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jenny White says she's going to ride until the wheels fall off. <laughs> That's yeah. my intent. <laughs> unless one this of has got, my you have sons. to come to a turning point. Hey, hey yeah. Lucy, unless one of my sons <laughs> decides mm-hmm. to give their mother a present. <laughs> hey, uh, give you another right, 2004. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> give him another one. Hey, yeah, I'll take only, another. We'll pick up on it. But you know what? If uh, I had only, a... A new motor and ever give me new insides and hey, I can ride. <laughs> uh huh. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah. Hey, Keep it. Don't you know? We have to look at a lot of things to... that we do now. Oh yes. Oh yes. You we'll know, it's it unfortunate that uh, we have to go to some different avenues. You know, just to live. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. But just really think of when it's happened. You know. It became a turning point, even in the automotive, you know, because of the, uh, they wanted to make more profits. So they went to other countries to make all this. And now those other countries mm-hmm. are controlling what's happening here. They all want more money, you know, and some of them got so it much is. money, they, they don't know what to do with it. That's true. Oh, and now their money ain't going to come because of inflation. They're, They're worried about inflation now. They're buying up everything in America and everywhere else. They know what to Absolutely. do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, and then America's deficit, you know, I think we owe, I don't know how much we owe right now, but. Uh, right. You oh, got yeah. that right. We, <laughs> we owe, we owe trillions and Very trillions. Taking right. Are you right They're about taking that? over. Yeah, we owe they trillions are taking and trillions. Over, yeah. But you know, oh, let's not forget a lot of uh, us are gone too. A lot of us are gone. So black people, oh yeah, because of the sickness, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of them don't want to take the vaccine. I can't understand it, but they decide not to take it. And uh, one young mm-hmm. lady said her sister told her, "Well, you know, I trust in God, and I'm not taking it." So, you know, that's like the lady that was, or the man, whoever was on top of the house because there was a flood, and yeah. uh, the boat came by three times and told him to come on, and he said, no, I'm waiting for God. 
And then when he died, he got to heaven and asked God, you know, why why you didn't rescue me? He said, I sent you three boats. So you got to think about it. You got to think about it. All right. You went to the parables. Although they say uh, (laughs) yours truly has taken the vaccine plus his booster. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean. We got people we, I we didn't got people that take don't even it. want to get the kids vaccinated. I know. Yeah. And now somebody mm-hmm. called me and told me I need to uh, write a book about it. Oh yeah. Teach the kids about it, you know. So mm-hmm. now I got to stop and do it. To reach reach the younger generations, our younger generations, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because a lot needed. of this stuff they won't know anything about when they grow up. They Let don't really up. know the actual history, you know. Our history. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is something to think about, that. but we have to be strategic in whatever we do now. Whatever we do, you know, knowing what we have to face. Well, yeah, but I think it's, it's really race theory. I think it's really uh, bad because the kids have missed two years of. Uh, education. They really have, and they don't know. I, yeah, I hate that. I I really, I really, really hate that. Being an educator, it just bothers me. It really does. And people but, are just trying to live, you know. I know, I know, and I understand that. But the children, you know, anyway, because a lot of them that uh, virtual <laughs> learning. It's not working. It's not working for some. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, some people don't even have access to Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Or a computer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I just, that bothers me. That bothers me. So I don't know. We got to do what we can do. We can do what it we is, can do. It is, but take it seriously. As we make our resolutions, you know, and uh, things, not be scared, but be strategic. At the end of this year, mm-hmm. I want to see that I have accomplished this, and I'm going to stay accomplished in that area. Right. I'm not going to go back on it, back and forth, back and forth. No. I can't afford to do yeah. that anymore. I have to be, you know, take yeah, we, my life seriously every single day. If God yeah, helps you to, to make it through the pandemic, that's why praise him and keep going. I know that's doing right. Things. Trusting in God, nothing yeah. wrong with that, but keep going and doing your part and making a difference in their life and in the lives of your children and your grandchildren. How are we going to handle this? Because they're saying, oh, well, you know, things in the day by the Bible say it's going to be bad. No, no, Nate, come on now. We ain't got to feed into it. Yeah. We know, but get your point across, you know, getting yourselves across to, um, uh, um, there's one story I think I think was very good for us. I've been, I, you know, you know, you're learning about Moses through Charlton Heston and all that. But it's called Moses 2007. And if they were to look at that, it's more on a human level. It's showing what Moses had to go through. He was born during the time of slavery. All of this was happening, and how he was able to pull the Jews out of slavery and what he had to deal with in changing their minds. From being a slave to being free, you have the right to be free and act like free men, 
Act like you're taking care of your family. Act like you have to learn to, you know, all of the things. It's a very good movie that I, you know, Charlton Heston, let's face it, Cecil B. DeMille, DeMille did outdid itself and all. But this one takes on a more human level to show what he was trying to deal with. People who were slaves over 400 years, all they knew was slavery. Mm-hmm. They came in free mm-hmm. through Joseph, but now they've been slaves for so 430 years. And it is frightening when you have to take over your life and start making decisions for yourself. And and you, the, the Pharaoh told you when to eat, when to sleep. He gave you good days. He gave you bad days. All you had to do was be a slave. Now you have to think like a free man, a free person. You have to be responsible for your actions, for your family, even more so. You know, and uh, it's an interesting, that is an interesting version of Moses that I would suggest. It's called Moses 2007. And it's very interesting okay. as to how he put things together. Had to, you know, work with them, put them together. And also bring them to, to the knowledge of who their God was and is, you know. And it's, it's an interesting, I, I would suggest that, you know, just it's entertaining, but it's also, it helps you to see how we think as, as people coming out of slavery, uh, you know, uh, with the commodities, you know. Now you got to have your own, you know, one of those deals. I think it's a very good movie, and I would suggest we look at that. To, so we can set goals, healthy goals for ourselves and see them materialize in our generations to come. And I don't think that's a bad move. And I don't think it's going to take, it would take that long either. I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, thank oh, you, Jenny White, for letting me voice my opinion. Okay. <laughs> and leave the ice yeah, cream I... alone. And leave the ice cream alone. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so put the hogging dots down. <laughs> oh, well, that is. You know, Ooh, tell me about it. Now they got some. That, uh, <laughs> it is what is it? It's vegan, vegan ice cream. And I think he okay. said it's at Sam's Club or Walmart. Ain't there something? Well, mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I like about. ice cream too. This has got to be our turning point this year because yeah. a lot of things are happening this year. They even oh, talk yeah. about having a coup. They talk about having, again, a, you know, a, again. A, a, a military. Most of those people that did the riot were military people. So you know, they have a right and all this stuff, and they got the bullets, and we ain't. We might have a gun, but where the bullets? They're not, you know. When you say the police department don't have bullets enough, something is wrong, hmm. making you more vulnerable. Yeah, it's something to think about. Thanks so much, Jenny White, and our co-host, okay, our wonderful thank co-host. You. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And uh, co-host, did you have to say anything before we go? No. Well, well, you know, happy 2022. Uh, welcome yeah. back. And, uh, you know, I wish uh, uh, this be a very prosperous year and a good, healthy year for uh, everyone in our listening audience. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good year for me. I've got a a lot of uh, things going on, a mm-hmm. class reunion, a wedding anniversary, and uh, a new granddaughter on the way. And, uh, <laughs> Go so, ahead. Yeah, it's going to be a good That's year. a busy me, man, so. a busy man. <laughs> yeah, just, just got to do my, do my thing, keep doing it. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> That's it for me. Yeah. That's Jenny, a good how thing. about you? Well, 
the only thing I have to say is First um, John five fourteen and fifteen that if you ask God to do it according to His will, He you can if you believe it you can receive it. Now that's the thing that you should listen to. If you mm-hmm. believe it, you can receive it. And before we go, I have one more listener that would like to say something. Yes. Okay, listener, yeah, well, you you would like to say something? Yes. Just tell everybody I'm glad to be back. We're all, you know, once the, I, I have to say the family's back again and ready to look forward to 2022. <laughs> and go just ahead. remember, Sidney, Sidney Poitier died today. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah he, yes, did. he did. Yeah, and yeah, as, as you look past last year, we lost a lot of great uh, black men in, in, in politics and everywhere. So that is true. Yeah. One thing about time, it keeps moving. Yes, it does. Yeah, that man, is true. Yeah, yes. And I thank you for that. And what I'd like to say before we go is don't let someone or anyone dim your light simply because it's shining in their eyes. Okay? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's a very hey, good one. Don't don't listen when people say stuff to you. You know, you know who you are. You know who you are. Do not let anyone bring you down. And having said that, thank you guys for listening and until next Friday I'm going to say happy new year and good night good night thank you good night this let's spin the Jenny White show Do you know a youth in need of a place to live? Have you always wanted to make a difference?